Shalom everybody, we are continuing where we left off in the Kutei Alachot, section Orachaim, Hilchot Birkat the laws of the blessings of giving thanks to Hashem, discourse number 6, we're now beginning paragraph 19. At this point, Rav Nosim stops with insights in the parasha and goes into the concept of Hanukkah. Rav Nosim was living Rabbi Nachman's Torah, so he would bring in what was actually happening in his life at the time into his discourse. So it could very well be that after Parshat Toldot, or during Parshat Toldot, which is already by the end of Cheshvah and the beginning of Kislev, and by the beginning of the month of Kislev already people receive light from the upcoming festival, a preparation light for Hanukkah, so it could very well be that Rav Nosen had insights already on Hanukkah. We see that he stops on the Parshas, goes into the Hanukkah, and then he goes back to where he left off in Parshat Vayetzeh, which will be coming up later on. And I think paragraph 21 or 22, let's take a look quickly, even past that, sorry. Already in paragraph 24, only there Rav Nosin goes back to the Parshat of the week. We're now paragraph 19. So he's going now off tangent into Hanukkah. He's going to emphasize the idea of the oil of Hanukkah and the, and the festival itself. But first he gives a picture of what Hanukkah represents. What is Hanukkah? So Rav Nosen says, This is the bottom line of Hanukkah. This is Hanukkah. What? Ki Hanukkah bechinat toda hoda'a. Kmo shomrim. Vekave'u shmonat yemei Hanukkah elu lehodot ulehalel leshimcha hagado. Hanukkah is the concept of giving thanks, recognizing, admitting to Hashem's kindness and giving thanks over it. Like we say in the actual Anas Alanisim prayer recited during the entire eight-day period of Hanukkah, that the sages established these eight days of Hanukkah, Elu, to give thanks and to praise to your great name, Hashem. So from here you see that the idea of Hanukkah is to give thanks. And what is giving thanks? Shezeu Bechinat Simcha Kanizkar And giving thanks is the concept of joy. Because their expression of joy is you're giving thanks to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, out of joy. We mentioned this earlier in paragraph number two at the beginning of this discourse, Bikot Hada'a. So the idea of Hanukkah, of Nosen saying, is joy. The idea of Hanukkah is giving thanks, admitting to Hashem's kindnesses and, and giving thanks for them. And that's a, a, a reflection and expression of joy. Fine. Now, Rav Nosen goes into the particular details of Hanukkah. Now, this also is the concept of the actual candles that we light on Hanukkah. There's one thing, the miracle of Hanukkah, but then there's the actual mitzvah of Hanukkah, which is lighting the Hanukkah, lighting the candles. So this idea of lighting candles, which is normally, ideally, with oil, particularly olive oil. Kishemen Mishchat Kodesh. What is the concept of oil? Rav Nosin brings a concept from the anointing oil, not necessarily the oil of the menorah written in the Beit HaMikdash by the Kohen, but the idea of oil as it appears, anointing oil. What is oil? So the verse reads in Shmot, chapter 30, Parashat verse 25, this is Parashat Kitisa, were in depicting how to make the anointing oil, which was anointed on the Kohen, the Kohanim when they were inaugurated on the Mishkan, the Tabernacle, all the vessels, the you know the Kaporet, the Parochet, 
the Aaron, the Menorah, the Shulchan, the Mizbeach, everything was anointed in order to be inaugurated into the holiness of being vessels of the Holy Tabernacle or servants of the Holy Tabernacle, like the Kohanim. So it was made, the anointing oil, the main makeup of it was oil. That's the main point. It was added with a lot of fragrances and other spices to make up the anointing oil. The basis of it is Shemin. So the verse says there, verse 25, chapter 30 in Shemot, that the oil used for the anointing oil is Shemen Mishchat Kodesh. It's an oil of anointing for holiness. Oil, Shemen, Rav Nosson is reading it like this, Shemen Mishchat, Mishchat means to limshoach, to anoint. That's why Mashiach is called Mashiach, because he's the anointed one. So Shemen Mishchat Kodesh. The oil is for, in, uh, for appointing to, uh, to anoint into holiness. Holiness, Kodesh, throughout the Kabbalah, and also in the Midrash and the Gemara, is the idea of intellect. Because where does holiness apply? With the intellect. Okay, Bechinat Mochim. Sanctification of what's allowed, what's forbidden, what's right, what's wrong, that's wisdom. And in order to, to be sanctified, you have to know what is considered sanctification and what is not. And that's the essence of that, okay? Knowledge. So, mochin, the intellect, the mind, the brain, is called shemen mishchat kodesh. An oil, because how the brain works. Why is the brain compared to oil? Because like Rabbi Nachman teaches us elsewhere in the Kutimran, like in Lesson 60, that the mind is fueled with the oils of the body. The mind is always burning. And what is it burning? How is it functioning? With what fuel does it use to burn in order to work, to function? Its functionability is with the oils that the body, the fatty oils that the body brings up to the brain. And the, and the brain with the heat burns it up. So because of that, the brain, which is a, a holy, holy concept of thinking of holiness and thoughts, etc. Okay? It's, it's called oil, because the oil is what's fueling the brain, it's for the purpose of holiness, of the dat. So the brain, the, the mentality is called Shemen Mishchat Kodesh, an oil, compared to in our concept, in our, in, our, in our context, is the oils of the body going up towards the brain, the fluids, the fatty oils of the body going up to the brain. Mishchat Kodesh, which become a means to anoint, to bring in Kodesh with the mind. In other words, the mind that's learning Torah is being fueled by the oils going up to the brain. So in this way, the Zohar compares the mind to oil. So Rav Nosson's point that Ner Chanukah, Ner, a candle which ideally is from an oil that's burning, is the idea of the mind, the mentality, because that's how the brain works. The brain, the brain works like a, 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 a flame on a wick, and the wick is burning, consuming the oils and the paraffin or whatever, and the wick is not burned itself. It's burning the fuels, but the, bur- the flame is on the actual wick. It's not on the oil. You can't burn the oil on itself. The oil needs the wick in order to burn. So too, the brain is called Shemen Mishchat Kodesh, an oil that anoints, that allows to be inaugurated and to be, like if you want to say it existence, Kodesh, the mind, the holiness, the brain. She'ikar hasagatam al yedei habetisha v'chuleh. That, like Rabbi Nachman points out in Lesson 24, see, Rabbi Nachman went off totally on what we were speaking about before of Esav and Yaakov. He's going now into Chanukah, but with major depth now on every particular detail. 
The, the main way Rabbi Nachman teaches Lesson 24 for a person to receive true intellect, what's the definition of true intellect? Where a person has the merit to perceive even in a flashing instant format, spontaneous and for like a second format, the infinite light. When a person with his intellect perceives intellect, that's considered true mochim, true intellect. And the main way for, for a person to perceive true intellect, which is the idea of Kodesh, now with Shem and Mishchat Kodesh, is through what Rabbi Nachman explains in Lesson 24, what's called the Betisha. The Betisha is the bounce back, which is brought down in Lesson 24. That in order for a person to perceive the infinite light, he gets bounced backwards. He's going upwards in momentum, forward, 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 advancing, advancing, absorbing knowledge, intellect, and everything. But in order to perceive the infinite light, he has to be bounced back. And in the bounce, that's what creates the vessels for his mind to perceive the infinite light, the highest level of intellect. So he says here, It's the bounce back that allows the brain to be a true brain, to have true intellect, which is the, the intellect perception of the infinite, infinite light, even in a passing format. Okay, that's what he says. Rav Nosson says, etc. Because all this is explained by Rabbi Nachman in Lesson 24. Bivchinat, this of Nosan said is related to how oil was manufactured in the, for the temple, for the temple services, in particular for the menorah and the Beit HaMikdash. It says there, this is now going to a different parsha. We're going now to Parshat Tetzaveh, which is Katit Lamaor. Right? The verse reads there, and you should command the Jewish people, and they should take to you Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem is commanding Moshe. Shemen Zach Katit Lamaor. Oil, olive oil, which is Zach which is uh, pure and refined, katit, it's been pressed in order to light. Okay? So he jumped from the anointing oil, but now goes to the oil used, because they're both a common factor, they're both oil here. The oil of the menorah and the oil of the anointing oil, they may be different in preparations and in their actual qualities, but the basis of both of them is olive oil, which is what we get to. And they're both used for holy purposes. One is for lighting the menorah in the temple, and one is for anointing all the items, the shemen ha the anointing oil. They're both used for the holiness of the temple, which all reflects divine perception. For a Jew to perceive in this world, it's reflected in the details of the tabernacle, believe it or not. Okay? So in there, regarding the oil used for the menorah, it says, katit lamaor. That you have to bring oil for the, for the menorah that has been pressed. But the first level of pressed, Rashi brings it down, that they would, they would make like a, a, an incision on the oils, on the olives. And the first drop that came out from each olive, that was taken alone. And then that's it. And then they would give the olives to the next stage. They would then crush them further. And that oil could be used for the oil mixed in in the meal offerings for the, at the temple. But the first drop that came out, due to being in a way pressed, they were cut, incisioned, which is a type of katit. Okay? Shemen katit means it's, being, it's in a, a way, a type of press being pressed. Because they did press on it, but allowed just one drop to come out first. Okay? That's called katit lamaor. So what Renosin is trying to say, that you see, in order to, to bring out the oil, it has to be pressed. It has to be squeezed. Which is the idea, in order for a person to perceive the intellect due to the holy oils, which go up to the brain, a person needs a type of a squeezing. In our context, 
The squeezing is the betisha, being bounced back, which is like a type of a constriction. There's a boundary. It's pushing you, bouncing you back. It's not allowing you to go forward. In a sense, it's like being pressed, like the oil is being pressed to squeeze out the, the olive is being pressed to squeeze out the oil. So this is a format of Nosen says of a betisha, that's katit. Because it's botesh means it crushes. It pushes you back and in a way, like you're running in a certain direction and then you hit into a wall. What happens to your face? Your face gets a bit crushed, right? It gets a bit, you know, out of shape because you're, you're being bounced backwards, which is like a, like a being pressed, like the wine, the, the, the oil press. Okay? For the, and that's the verse, the katit lamaor. The, the light for the menorah had to be oil that was katit pressed. Shemisham mekablin, it's from the being pressed, the katit, or in our context of lesson 24, the betisha, the being bounced back or squeezed, if you want to call it. Shemisham mekablin hashemen zayt zach la'alot ne'atamim. It's from there, from the betisha, which is hinted in the verse, 20, uh, verse 20 of chapter 27, Shemot, the beginning of Parashat Katit la Lamaor, and then it goes on, then the Shemen Zayit Zach, right? Katit Lamaor, Laalot Ner Tamid. So it's from the being pressed, the, the light, the oil used for light being pressed, that is where the oil that is Zach pure, it comes from in order Laalot Ner Tamid to be used to bring a constant candle in the temple, because the, the menorah was lit all, all night and into the day even. So was that considered tamid, because every day they lit the menorah, right? Every day it was lit, and there was always a ner, always burning. It says the ner maravi never extinguished. So in order for that ha- to happen, the mitzvah of lighting the candles had to take place, okay? So lighting the candles is the idea of lighting the light of the dat, shem and mishchat kodesh, but it has to come from katit, it has to be squeezed, it has to be pressed. And the idea, Rav Nosen saying, what is the idea of Shemen Zaidzach Lalot Tamid? The idea of a candle. What's the idea of the candle in the menorah in the Beit Hamikdash? And in general, what is the idea of a ner? Sheir bechol haolamot meela letata umitata leela. This ner, this light, this candle of the menorah, which is basically the candle of the intellect. It's using Shemen Mishchat Kodesh, like we said. The oil is fueling the mind and creating a candle. The candle is that the brain is burning. That's not the analogy of Revelation's bringing down. The brain is burning thanks to the oils, but it's the brain that's burning. That's the nair. That the light of the intellect now being activated because of the Shemen, which comes from Katit, by being pressed, idea being bounced back, which allows a person to perceive the infinite light. Unbelievable, Rav Nosen is really going very deep. That we should reach a point that this light of the intellect, of the in, the, perceiving the infinite light, should shine into all of the worlds, from the upper world down to the lower world, and then the opposite direction. And from the, the lower world back up. That's in the Kabbalah concept of what's called Mayin Nukvin, Mayin Dukhvin. Itaruta dilela, itaruta diltata, that there's an arousal from above down to below, and there's an arousal from below up to above. And he says the nair here does that. The idea of a nair is to activate that light. That, in other words, to activate that arousal. Okay? Bibchinat, Rav Nosen shows this idea, that the concept of the nair, which means shining the intellect of God. Okay, has to shine all the way down to the lowest levels to bring light down there. So Vnosan's first proof is a verse from Psalms, Talium, chapter 119, verse 105. Ner leragli devarecha. 
King David says, your words, Hashem, the words of your Torah, which is the intellect, the mochim, are a candle to my legs. The legs which walk in darkness, which are walking and they can't necessarily see where they're walking. The candle shows the light, the way that I shouldn't stumble. Like Rashi says in that verse, that the, the, the light of the Torah, the light of the mitzvot, brings light so I shouldn't stumble. That by learning the Torah, the intellect, it helps me to make right decisions in life and not to stumble. And Rav Nossam brings another proof verse, and like it says, and the blessing of Asher, in the book of Dvarim, right? Parashat, Parashat Zot Bracha, the last parasha of the Chumash. So it's chapter 33, verse 24. It says, right? Ul Asher, Amar, Baruch Mibanim Asher, Yehi Retsu Yecha, V'tovel B'Shemen Raglo. Sorry, B'Shemen Raglo. The blessing that Asher received, that, and he will dip his feet, he will dunk his feet in oil, that they had so much olive oil, that they, were, that they used it even to bathe their feet, to, to soak their feet in olive oil, that's how much olive oil they had. So if Rosen is taking it in a different, out of context in a sense, he says, that I, I'm able to immerse my feet in the oil of the intellect, the oil that shines the intellect. And this oil, again, which comes from katit, which is the bounce back, this bounce back that allows me to perceive the infinite light is so powerful and necessary that that's what shines light to the lowest of levels. Meaning what? In order to receive light when you're in darkness in life, okay, you need the betisha. You need to accept the bounce back. The, 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 being, the oil press. Being oil pressed, being bounced back enables you to build yourself strong enough vessels Bring, you know, it's build yourself strong enough to be a vessel to now receive the infinite light, as opposed to what you would have thought of just advancing, advancing, advancing. That's how what allows. That's what allows me, enables me to perceive the infinite light. Here's teaching. No, Rabbi Nachman says no. The true light of intellect is the infinite light, but it's impossible for a human being, even in the Torah that he studies in this world, to perceive it unless he's bounced back and he goes away from it. He's pushed away. He builds a strong vessel of not giving up, of being happy, maintaining joy, even though I'm being squeezed like in an oil press or being bounced back. That enables him to, per- to perceive the infinite light. And the goal of this infinite, like he says, it shines from above down to below, which means shining to the lowest levels that they can have that light to exist and to, to continue. So here, V'tovel B'Shem and Raglo, Rav proof that he, the person dips his feet in the oil of the intellect, thanks to the oil being olive oil, which is squeezed, pressed out. Because the light of the candle that shines due to the oil, this, like Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 24, the bounce back and being able to accept it properly is through simcha, is a reflection that you have simcha. This shows that you have true simcha, that you're not set down and not pushed back and not broken and sad and depressed by any setbacks and failures in life because you know everything is from Hashem and any, everything is for a final good. Everything is for the final good and in the end it's going to be good so why should I fret? Why should I be worried? Why should I be broken if I know that I'm doing something good, I'm doing something right, I'm sincere, I'm honest and this is part of the growth process, being bounced back. So he says, the, the Rav Nossin's point here is that the light of Hanukkah is basically this light of the candle that shines through the oil, which is the midst of Hanukkah, by the way, like he said earlier. This is the joy. This is joy itself. 
It works both ways. It's initial joy that allows me to shine light into my feet. In the low, when I'm walking and I'm in darkness, I know where I'm going. And the opposite, that also that I'm able to tr- shine joy into my feet, allows me to perceive the shaman even though I'm in walking in darkness, and yet to be able to get to, get to the right address, the right direction, to the right goal, Bezat Hashem. This is the idea of the candles of Hanukkah, and of Nosem will continue Bezat Hashem in the next paragraph.